Oh, hey there, scholar. Thanks for dropping by office hours with your pal, Dr. B. Feel free to take a seat, get comfortable, and settle in for today's discussion. So our topic um, is SYS. Now, for those of you who are nautical enthusiasts, it sounds quite a bit like SOS, which is the call that a boat puts out if it is in eminent danger of loss of life or loss of vessel. And so today's topic is equally as dangerous, equally as emotionally loaded for SYS stands for save your semester. Or perhaps it stands for save your shit. Or perhaps it stands for save your summer when your parents see that you've gotten a big old Efsky boodle in college writing. But never fear, scholars. Your pal Dr. B is here. And while I'm not a medical doctor and can't help with those types of life-threatening emergencies, today I'm going to walk you through the triage steps that you can take to potentially save your semester. So, I must admit that back in the dark ages, before I was the wise, wizened, Professor seated across from you today, I was a capricious young undergrad, and I failed Math 110. Not once, not twice, but three times. And as my dear friend Dr. Chrissy pointed out, that kind of failure doesn't happen overnight. It almost requires effort. So here's the insight that I wish I would have known when during finals week I went to my math professor's office for the first time and in a panicked rush said, I can't fail this class again, help. And very unhelpfully, my math professor looked at me and said, you are beyond help. Well, I internalized that lesson, and while I never did pass that math class, in fact, I still have to count to 10 on my fingers, uh, I took that lesson, and I'd like to relay it to you scholars. Here is what I should have done. Here is what I encourage you to do, and in fact, um, to put my money where my mouth is, this is what I would encourage any of my students to do if they find themselves in the position where with the dwindling days of the semester and summer and summer freedom so close you can almost take it, taste it, you realize that you are going to absolutely tank one or maybe several of your classes. I'm not here to judge you scholars, I'm here to help you. So there is a very simple three-part step that I suggest you use to save your semester. Step one, after you take some very cleansing, centering yoga breaths, pull out 
your syllabus. Yes, that's the dusty thing that your college professor made a big darn deal of reading the first week of the semester. And there's some stern language in there. But you also find the course policies. This is true for every course. We're required to do this, as well as your assignment uh, tally, your breakdown, what was due when. So get out a highlighter and take a look at some of their course policies. Policies about late papers, policies about partial credit, things of that nature. And then go through with your highlighter. Yeah, I'm old school. I'm an English professor. I still use books because I'm a nerd. But, you know, you have a highlight function on the Microsoft Word these days. So go through, highlight every single last little rascal of an assignment that you're missing. Have the date that it was due and have a list. Look at the point totals. Now, scholars, I'll be honest, if you're missing the whole 14, 15, 16 weeks worth of work, you need to consider triage. You need to look at the big ticket items. Maybe there are some essays. Maybe there were some major assignments. Um, I would focus more on the projects and the writing exams um, than perhaps any kind of in-class test because odds are good a professor won't let you make that up. So like, for example, in my class, every day that we have an assignment um, for, for it's just kind of a writing assignment. That's what you're going to be doing during course time. And these tend to be somewhere between, you know, 10, 15, 25, 30 points, depending on how generous I'm feeling um, with the length of time I'm asking you to work for. But then we have the big ticket items. We've got essays. And these essays make up about 70% of the grade in my class. There's a draft that's due, but then there's the final version of the essay. These are what you want to go after. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, unless your professor is just an absolute saint and perhaps an absolute martyr, because remember, most of us don't get paid for working with you rascals after the semester ends. Um, I would say if anything is from before midterms, scrap it. Just chalk it up as a loss. Um, but go in and look at what you have missing and come up with a plan. So, for example, if you missed the second and third essay, um, see if your professor will allow you to re, um, to submit one, to, you know, submit all of them perhaps, even if they're willing to accept partial credit. And this is why I'm asking you to check out the course policies. Um, so get yourself organized. Figure out, you know, a brutal accounting. If you're old enough to have a drink, have a, have a bracing drink before you do this. But figure out what you're missing and figure out when it was due and figure out what the language of the syllabus says about turning in late work. And then you go into office hours. First, you compose an email to your professor asking to meet with them. We tend to be a lot more amenable when we see your little face across from us or on the screen than just a series of emails. And I'm telling you right now, when you send an email to someone asking for something, 
when they have any kind of power over you, such as with the professor, compose that as though you are writing a letter. Um, in my culture, we would write to Santa Claus because basically you're asking for a list. Do not fire off something on your phone with no you know, hail, an introductory address, and no closing postscript salutation. Um, pretend like this is fourth grade where you have to learn how to format a letter. So, dear professor, you know, and if they have a doctorate, call them a doctor. It sweetens us up a little bit because we've basically ruined our lives getting the thing. Um, but professor, instructor, doctor, whomever. And then say, would you be able to meet so that we could potentially discuss my performance in this class, you know, something of that nature, sincerely, and then your name. Again, do not include any emojis. Keep it business, keep it formal. Begin to make the argument that you are a reasonable adult who can be trusted with second chances. And then when you meet with the professor, Instead of just yelling, oh no, help, and then giving them some sob story, some appeal, as we say in college writing, to pathos about the consequences that are going to happen in your life if you don't get your grade up, lead with a plan. Start with an I statement. Show them your adult and say, I acknowledge or, you know, even depending on the kind of person you are. I apologize, blah, 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 for my performance in the course up until this point. Would you be willing to let me and then launch into the plan that you've created, launch into what you're asking for? Would you be willing to let me turn in the essay that was due March 15th? I do realize that the course policy says that no work turned in after a two-week period will get any credit. However, if you would consider letting me turn it in, I will have it to you before and then give them a specific date. Now, again, scholars, make sure this is before the end of the semester. Now, I know at Kent State, we have the opportunity to turn in incomplete marks. Um, as a result of the pandemic, we had a lot more laxity as to what we could do in order to... Um, you know, the conditions and whatnot under which we could grant an incomplete, but things are a little bit tighter now. And um, bear in mind that depending on the university, this has to usually be uh, approved by the department chair. Sometimes it has to be approved again, even higher up. And here's the deal. Professors, like most people, unless you're like Dwight Schrute from the office, we hate paperwork. So if you can get a hold of your professor before finals week, before you're basically asking for an extension in time to do coursework, um, go ahead and try to keep it before your final exam is due for the semester. Now, scholars, I won't lie to you. You're going to have to bust your adorable little ass to avoid failing this class. You're going to have to work and you're going to have to turn in good or at least substantial quality work in order to 
fulfill this contract. And that's assuming your professor is amenable. But you know what? At this point, the F is already yours. That's what you've earned. So there's really no harm in asking. And when you ask your professor, don't just ask a generalized, help me, what can I do? Because they're all, as far as we're concerned as professors, like, listen, kid, I've already put in the time at the beginning of the semester when I drew up this damn syllabus to show you what you could do to get a better grade in the class. Like, uh, do the assignments, turn them in on time. We're very salty, bitter people, professors. Um, but if a student comes to you, and, you know, I've had this happen, and is mature and is organized and is willing to say, listen, I screwed off, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, but if you will give me the chance to address the mistakes I have made, I would be eminently grateful. And, you know, here's what you can do. And uh, here's what I can do. Here's when I can have this work to you if you would be willing. So scholars come in with a plan be mature, be informed, be responsible, and ask specific questions. And that, my dear, dear scholars, is my advice for how to save your semester. Now, as we always do here at Office Hours, I invite you in for the valuable how-to-college advice. But I'm hoping you'll stay for a little bit of fun. The things that I usually get to do with my students in class that, I'll be entirely honest, since the pandemic and teaching entirely remote, I miss doing. So, because I'm a nice professor and a pretty cool one at that, I usually like to bring in food for my students. I can't do that for you, obviously, but what I can do is share with you the sustenance you need to save your semester because there's a mind-body connection and indeed the soul needs nourished as well. And so I present to you scholars the recipe for puppy chow, aka the nectar of the gods, the sustenance of Aristotle, and all of the great thinkers of the modern age. Okay, I don't think Aristotle ate this, but like, he would if he knew it was a thing. So puppy chow. You can make this in your dorm microwave. Pretty, pretty simple. All you need is this. One cup of chocolate. I like semi-sweet chocolate. You can go crazy and use white chocolate. Um, butterscotch chips, what have you. Uh, if you still got some of those Hershey's Kisses laying around from Valentine's Day, if you've got some um, some Easter candy still left, uh, you know, Grandma brought you the big old bunny and you haven't had the heart to bite its face off, you could use that as well. You just need a cup. And then the other magic ingredient is you need a cup of um, some sort of nut spread. So I like to use peanut butter. Uh, we have no tree nut allergies in this home. And boy, what wouldn't I do for a peanut butter chocolate combo? Um, 
So you can use uh, you can use any kind of nut butter. You could use um, I wouldn't recommend almond butter. It's a little too expensive for our purposes here, scholars. I've also for people who uh, you know sunflower seed oil uh, butter can be great. I've also messed with cookie butter and white chocolate. Pretty pretty. Take good. I mean, you're in college. It's the time to experience and experiment, right? And then you need about six to seven cups of cereal. Now, the Czech cereal is really par excellence. That's the gold standard because they kind of have all those little cagey nooks and crannies. But, you know, you got some Rice Krispies. You got, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of cereal the kids eat. Um, yeah, you can, you could even use Captain Crunch. This is also a really great way to clean out your, uh, dorm stash, um, before you go home for finals, uh, after finals rather. So just, you know, about six or seven cups of cereal. Um, and then the magic ingredient is you need like about two cups of powdered sugar. So what you're going to do is you're going to get the biggest bowl you've got. Make sure it's microwavable, safe, of course, scholars. And you're going to microwave the peanut butter and the chocolate together. Some of you know this, some of you don't. I would recommend like 30 seconds, stir, 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 another 30 seconds, because really the only way for this to go south is if you burn the peanut butter and chocolate. Um, Especially with white chocolate and butterscotch, this tends to burn a little easier. So, you know, just be super careful. And then you add your cereal into the large bowl um, and just stir that around until it's evenly incorporated. And then this is the best part. You take your powdered sugar, you put it in a plastic bag or if you've got a brown paper bag, what have you. And then you dump that cereal peanut butter mixture into the bag and you just shake the shit out of it. Pretend it's the professor who failed you and gave you the big old Efsky Biddle admit. No, I'm just joking. But shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. And there it is, scholars. So just as this fuel for finals week can be easily made in three simple steps, so too can your semester be saved in three simple steps. All right, scholars, stay well, stay sane. And stay tuned in until the next time you drop by for Office Powers with your pal, Dr. B.